Hi everybody and welcome back to another gathering of the Risen. Uh, so this week um, we are going to be jumping into Corinthians uh, 1. And so what we're going to be talking about this week is the, the body of Christ, the body of the church, uh, what it means to be a part of that body, um, what does it mean when we say the body of the church. Um, and so I'm going to title this episode um, The Body of Christ or, or The Church. But I want to put an emphasis and a capitalization on the word the, because there's a specific focus when I say the church. I'm not talking about a specific a specific location. So we'll, we'll talk about more about that later. But I want to put that emphasis on the church and what does it mean to be the church. So we're going to jump into some scripture and, and start talking about what that means. So if you'll join me, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, in this chapter, uh, go, um, the writer... 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul is talking about uh, spiritual gifts gifts, and, and how they um, work within the body of the church. But we're going to talk about um, the later half of this chapter. So we're going to start in verse 12. So uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, uh, reads like this. For just as a body is one of many members, and all the members of the body through many are one body, so is with Christ, for in one spirit we are baptized into one body, Jew or Greek, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? Where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body in each of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And so I think this passage is really, really important. We're talking about the body of Christ or, or the church um, in that we as members of the body of Christ, or me, we as members of the church, we all have different roles. We all have um, different strengths or, or different weaknesses um, that we that are you know present in our lives. And you know sometimes we may see other people's strengths as stronger than our strengths, or other people's weaknesses as weaker than our strengths and or than our weaknesses. And that's just not the case. The case of the matter is, as a body of Christ, we have been put together. In one, so all of our strengths and all of our weaknesses will overlap each other, and we can be one effective vessel for spreading of the kingdom of God. There is not one member of the church who is more important than the other. There is not one member of the church who is less important than the rest. We all have a purpose. We all have a reason to belong to the church. Just as the scripture says, you know, if the nose, you know, says, I am not the eye I can't see, then like I'm not as important. That's just not the case because without our nose, we wouldn't have a sense of smell. Um, you know, without eyes, we wouldn't have a, the ability to see. But we need all of the senses and all of these things to work together to work as humans, you know. Um, when, when someone loses their ability to see, their life has changed. When someone loses the ability to smell or to talk or to hear, their life has drastically changed. They have to adapt and, and change themselves to survive that way. And same as the church, like if, if all of a sudden we were to lose members who are our ears or, or our nose or our eyes or whatever it is, like we would have to change, we'd have to adapt. Like 
the church would be changed and not in a positive way. That's why Christ has set it up in such a way that we have all these different functions and all these people to fulfill these functions so that way we can operate and function properly. And um, so to continue to discuss this, we're going to go into the book of Ephesians. Um, this is where we've been studying on Wednesday nights, and we're actually going to go into um, chapter 4, which will be the next chapter we study on Wednesday night. Um, and I, I just want to discuss the very beginning of this chapter. So um, Ephesians 4, verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the body of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope, and belong to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. So, again, this is talking about unity. This, In my Bible, this section is literally titled, Unity in the Body of Christ. Like, this is talking about um, unity and how we have unity. Um, and, and more importantly, this isn't necessarily talking about how we all have separate roles, like, um, Corinthians was talking about how we all have different roles, but all those roles are, are so important. Um, this is talking about how do we have unity as a church. And this is where I want to talk about the fact that I put emphasis on the word the when I'm saying the church. Um, and, and when I say the church, I'm not talking about a physical place. Um, many of us who listen to this may attend a church. Um, and some of us may not even attend the same church as others who may listen to this. Um, and yes, it is important to fellowship with a church, a building, a group of people that you see consistently. More importantly, we are the church of God. And what that means is um, we are not one separated by congregation or building, but all Christians are a part of the church, the church that is worldwide, the church that is nationwide, um, that envelops all Christians. Uh, and so what does that mean? for us as Christians. Why does that matter? Why does it matter that we're all wrapped up in this one big location or one big church? Um, here's where that matters. Because when Paul here in Ephesians is talking about unity in the body, you know, he's talking about gentleness, patience, um, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We aren't just called to have this kind of attitude and display of Christianness to our church and our group of people that we meet with um, on Sundays and Wednesdays. We are called to have this kind of unity with all Christians. And this is very, very important. This, this kind of unity, this universal unity is extremely important because when you travel the world, when you go places that aren't your home, that you're unfamiliar with, you know, you're going you're gonna to be, well, places you're not familiar with. You're going to be places that you know, you don't have your body of of Christians that you meet it with every week to surround yourself in. Um, and, and the great thing about the fact that we are one whole body, you know, in Christ, is that there are if there are Christians around you, you can still surround yourself with them, and and you are still a part of the body. And in fact, even though you may not know those people at all, you still have a role. Um, and that role is the same role that you had in the other church. Like, if you are the feet of God, you are the feet of God no matter where you are, um, no matter who you're around, even if it's a group of Christians you've never been with. Like, if you're if you're 
responsibility or kind of like your job in the church is to be an encourager, then you are an encourager to all Christians, not just those you meet with on Sundays and Wednesdays. Like if you come across a Christian, you know, on the other side of the world uh, from where you normally meet as a church, you are still called to be an encourager to that Christian. Like you are still called to to continue to act out your role um, as a Christian. And I think this is very important when we talk about things like missions or, or making Christianity an international thing. Um, we have to be willing to play our role in the church no matter where we are. Like if I travel to another country on missions, you know, chances are I'm going to be involved with another church um, that I don't know anyone there. I don't know their culture. I don't know, you know, their past. Um, there's a lot of ways that I can't relate with that person, person other than the fact that I am a Christian. And it's important that I remember that I am a Christian within the church of God. And so I still have the same role that I was practicing out in my other church within this church. And I can still take up that mantle of responsibility. Um, and like, yeah, that's a high call. It's an important call. That's a call that keeps us focused on a goal. But more importantly, that should be a comforting call. Because that gives us the comfort of knowing that wherever we go, um, if we find you know Christians there, then we find family. We find a body in which that we can be encouraged and strengthened, and you know we don't have to go and do things alone because we have that body of Christ there with us. Um, you know I can't be a foot and a hand at the same time. I can't cover both those functions at the same time. I don't have that power and that strength. You know. And even if I am afoot, sometimes I need encouragement. You know, I may be the encourager of the church. Doesn't that that also doesn't mean that I don't sometimes need encouragement? And and so it should be relieving the fact of knowing that if you're afoot, you don't have to be a hand. And what I mean by that is, if you have strengths in certain places, but you also have weaknesses in other places, you don't have to worry about trying to, you know, fight through your weaknesses because there's someone there who around you who can you can you know, be with that will have strengths where your weaknesses are, and they'll have weaknesses where your strengths are, but if you put yourselves together, there are no strengths or weaknesses. Where the weaknesses start, the strengths begin. Um, It it reminds me of the old story um, where there's these sons, and and their father's about to die, and this father takes a stick, and he breaks the stick. And, and, you know, he shows, like, he's showing these sons, this was so easy to break, one single stick, but he said, but then he grabs a bundle of these same sticks, and he tries to break them, and he can't. And he's telling his sons, you know, just as I was able to break one stick, you alone can be broken by this world. But when I try to break all these sticks, sticks I can't. So if you stick together and protect each other, you can't be broken by this world. That is an example of brotherhood, but that's also an extremely good example of the church. Like, as an individual Christian, yes, I can be persecuted and broken by the world. Yes, I can be hurt by the world and broken down and discouraged. But if I stand in a body of Christ as a bundle of sticks, then I can stand strong through that persecution and pain. And that's so important to remember that, yes, we as individuals may have our strengths, and that's great, and we can play to those strengths, and that's wonderful, but we will have weaknesses. We also have a church body that we can rely on when we have those times of weaknesses. Um, It reminds me of the 12 disciples. Like, they all had their strengths and weaknesses. You know, Peter was a disciple with lots of strengths, but Peter also had some very, very big weaknesses. And, I, you know, they relied on each other to, you know, push back those strengths and weaknesses. You know, I mean, 
that's that's a huge example. And like the early church, you know, selling all of their possessions and, and coming together and bringing all their all the financial gain from all, all that together so that each could be provided for. Like that really is an ideal look at the body of Christ. Like not necessarily that we go and sell all of our of our property and all of our belongings so that everyone could be of the same financial status or whatever, but in that you know, they gave away everything to make sure that everyone was provided for within the church at an equal level. And sometimes I may not want to, um, you know, put myself in a position where I may hurt, be hurt um, to benefit someone else, but that may be necessary. And, you know, I may lose, you know, some things that, that I see as losses when it when it strengthens another, but if we're all doing that, if we're all, you know, being willing to lay down ourselves and and put ourselves in these positions of lower status or whatever that may be for each other, then we'll all be equal within each other and we'll be providing each other with everything we need, whether that's emotional or physical or spiritual, whatever it may be like. If I'm not willing to encourage someone because I think I'm of higher, higher status than them, then how are they going to be encouraged? You know, if I'm not willing to lay down my own personal um, place of position in my in my status to help that person, then who helps them? You know, and, and when I put myself down in that playing field and I lower myself to them, then, you know, I can, not only can I encourage them, but they can also encourage me. And, and they may ha- know some, some truths or they may have some biblical wisdom that I have n- not. And... Though I saw them as lower than me when I made myself, you know, on their level and, and reminded myself that we are all one body of Christ, now I get encouragement and wisdom and knowledge from this person. And so it's just important that we realize that there is not one part of the body that is more important than the other. There is not one part of the body that has less function than the other. But when we all come together and all bring our importance and strengths together, we form a body that can do all things through God. And yeah, it's going to be hard. There's going to be part times of pain and of, you know, we're human, so we're going to hurt each other. We're going to uh, be upset with each other. But as long as we focus on doing this this unionship with God, then we can do it. And we will become um, a group of people that cannot be shaken by this world, that will impact this world, that will change this world for God, for the kingdom. Um, and there's no greater call than that. I, I just think that's that's such an amazing um, thing to be a part of. So um, that's really what you know has been on my mind and been on my heart. Um, I'm happy to share that with y'all. I hope that y'all gathered something from it. Um, I pray that you know as as we talk about these things, um, don't listen to my words. Listen to what God has for you um, within these messages. You know the Bible says that um, the word of God does not go out and come back void. So um, just always remember that. You know, you know, I, I speak many words, and, and I may say some words that sound great or whatever, but it's all about what God does, you know, what God's saying for you in your heart and how he's speaking to you as an individual. Um, and so uh, just wanting to remind you of that and, and remind myself of that as well because I struggle with that a lot oftentimes myself. So um, let's jump into some prayer, um, and then uh, we'll be going. So also, happy 4th of July. Um, this is This is... The day that I'm recording is, is 4th of July, um, so I guess happy happy holiday to that. So uh, let's jump into some prayer. Uh, dear God, thank you for this day, and, and I just thank you um, 
for this body that you have set up for us as Christians together, uh, a, a body that we can strengthen and encourage each other in, and a body that we can come to when we need um, the nourishment of strengthen, strengthening and, and encouragement. I, I pray that you just help us to remember that the body of Christ is not a church or, or a certain body that we meet with on Wednesdays and Sundays, but it's all Christians across the entire world. Um, and I pray that you know we, we all just come together, strengthen each other, encourage each other, find our roles as Christians, find our roles within the church, and, and find our strengths and work on those strengths and become stronger in those roles. Um, that is very important, and I just pray that you just help us to stay focused on that. I, I pray that you help us to lower each other um, so that way we can raise each other up. Um, you know, I, I as, as a whole church, as all Christians, if we can all lower each other, we can all raise each other up, um, and in that, raise you up and glorify you even higher, Lord. I just thank you for this day, and thank you for this time you've given me to do this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.